Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back, folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ Broadcasting Live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. Check out the podcast. If you miss anything from today or any show, period, or you just enjoy it so much, you want it for the archives. Check it out on Apple Podcasts. WFNZ app, anywhere you get your podcast, check out Wes and Walker. All right, so hit us up on the text line, 704-570-9610, because it's about to be on fire, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because we got my man Drew in here, and he comes in every day and just gives us something, food for thought, that sometimes is nasty food that we want to just spit uh, in the trash. It's just a lot. Like yeah. it, It's almost like innovative food. It's almost like... It's almost like I imagine Pizza Hut creator coming in saying, "Hey, what if we stuffed the crust of the pizza?" It's just like wild. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, we need to chew on it and figure out how wild it is. Yeah, and so today he came in with one of the takes of takes. Okay, so I'm just gonna step aside right now, Drew. Let's get it in and and, and give us your hot takes of the day. So so real quickly, you came in talking about overrated athletes, and who did you lead off with, Drew? We started off with Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken Jr., he was the ultimate participation trophy winner. This man came in, and his greatest <laughs> achievement was showing up every day for his job. <laughs> I mean, man. I, I went, so part of the fun of Drew coming into the fishbowl and sharing some of these takes that he has is all of us dumbfounded and not coming back with words. And Wes is the best at it because he'll just say, goodness gracious. Like, he'll, yeah. I can't, I don't even know. That's one of the greatest ball players of all time. Yeah. Two-time MVP award winner, has 430 home runs. Most for a shortstop in MLB history. Yeah, has an all-star appearance, and every year after his first two or three seasons in the major leagues, also wins Rookie of the Year. And so we got over it, right? Like, I'll yeah, give you some credit. You were like, okay, fair enough. The baseball reference page, it came at me, and I was proven wrong. But then you made a list of who you think are the most overrated athletes of all time. You, right. have, you have your homework. You've got stats. You have a list. Drew, why don't you share with the people who you think the most overrated athletes of all time are? Well, first, we're going to start off with a little bit of football. Okay. And we're going to start off with Eli Manning. Probably right. the definition of mediocrity, but he's the Brady kryptonite, so everyone wants to sneak him into these high-level conversations when he doesn't reach high-level conversations. Mm -hmm. You have someone like Matt Ryan, who has thrown for 6,000 more yards than him, and he has about a 2-to-1 interception ratio. Eli Manning's about a 1.5 interception touchdown ratio. So every time he throws something good, you better believe he's going to throw that ball away the next, the very next play. <laughs> and his rating's an 84. Like that's an overall 84. And then you compare that to other modern quarterbacks who we consider great. 
You're going to have someone like Matt Ryan, who I don't consider all-time great, but he's pretty darn good. 94 rating. You consider it to Brady, who is pretty much the pinnacle of what you want to compare people to. 97 rating. And then you have Aaron Rodgers at a 104. What about playoff Eli, though, man? Playoff Eli is a different animal, but regular season is just mediocrity. Every time he plays in the regular season, you look at his regular season I stats. I can agree with that. This, this, is, is, reasonable. this is not crazy Drew. That's this his is, most level-headed take it, we've heard. It, it's very level-headed, strong, comes up with evidence. So it, it, we're starting off with a good one. Does it, does let's it, go into a bad one. All right, yeah, let's, man, tra- let's, let's transition. It's not bad to you, though. That's the thing that yeah, people right, don't realize. Right, right. People watch Skip Bayless and think that he's being a contrarian. He is. Drew really believes this stuff, and that's why we have him on. If he was just trolling to troll, we would not. <laughs> we but this conviction. guy, we have conviction. Yes, let's go. Uh, Michael Vick, overrated. I'm from Atlanta. Now, the tough thing about Michael Vick pretty much changed the game. Running quarterback, probably one of the biggest <laughs> highlights. <laughs> done. Fitting. One of the biggest <laughs> highlight reels you'll ever see is him running the ball. But that man cannot pass a ball. Granted, he didn't have a great supporting cast. But an 80, like 80 passer QBR here mm-hmm. with pretty much, I want to say a one-to-one ratio. It's not. 133 touchdowns to 88 interceptions. Mm. He's not an elite level passer. And if you want to get into like the nitty gritty of it, you might want to take Lamar over him. But he changed the game. And that's the biggest thing that people romanticize him, especially when he's on the Eagles. He would just throw that ball 70 yards flat foot. Well, he had the one MVP. Yeah, he became a, be- a better passer yes. under Andy Reid for sure. He right. did. I, so far, I, I don't agree with Vic. It's not the craziest thing. Don't agree with it. Love me some Michael Vic. Um, as far as what he did on the field, let's have that disclaimer out yeah. there, <laughs> but, uh, but not so far. Like this is, this is some of the more tempered takes from drew. Yeah. Do you feel me on that a little bit? I think he got on the mic and it kind of, okay. All right. He, well, he realized the gravity of what right, he said. Let's move on. What, what's another right, one that so you got? The, another Cal Ripken player who gets that title of like, of not a participation, but you can't say Allen Iverson without pound for pound. And I absolutely hate that because <laughs> it's not the UFC. Take. It's the NBA. So when you say, oh, he's the pound for pound, it's just Muggsy Bogues, but a little bit taller, but better handed. <laughs> <laughs> like we're sitting here saying this guy's one of the greatest point guards of all time. We're not doing that. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna put him above Chris Paul, Steph, or Magic. Ooh. And you're gonna sit oh, yeah. there and you're gonna sit there and well, the yeah, one thing Chris people Paul. fall back to is pound for pound. Like, is there weight classes? No. There's basketball. You know what? The pound for pound thing is so true though. LeBron James said this, and I think everybody just copy and pasted it to their own take. But when LeBron said Allen Iverson, pound for pound, might be the best basketball player of all time, I think a lot of people ran with it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And and this is this is the one where if you subscribe to Advanced Stats, they do not do Allen Iverson any favors. Now, he also <laughs> had to chuck that thing to get them to the 01 NBA Finals because if it wasn't for him, it was going to be Eric Snow and Aaron McKee chucking right. it. So, Allen Iverson, I'm cool with you taking all the shots. At the same time, when you hold him up in the likes of the other PGs you brought up, I think this is overall not the worst thing I've ever heard from Drew. Yeah, it's not. All right, Drew, man. Well, we we appreciate that. <laughs> we need something. I, I wanted, yeah, we got to make sure we kind of get you in here to give us some hype. We, 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 oh, I, you I, want an awful one? All right, Kevin Garnett is one of the most overrated power forwards right, of all time. All right. yep, now done. That one's right, it. There you go, angry. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you in a week angry. or two. That's I the most angry. Like that no, one, it's awful. It's an awful take. Yeah. I'm here. No, it's not. You know why? 
Anything is possible. It's possible he could be overrated. A super team? Yeah. A super team and you can't win rings? He was just get a ring. He brought, no, I did not want to do a KG debate, but I am here. He is one of my favorites of all time. Mm. That dude won an MVP with Minnesota, got them to Western Conference Finals yes. when his best supporting cast was an old spree and an old oh. Sam Cassell. Old spree. He was old, Wes. But spree was still hooping. He was old in Minnesota. Come on. It wasn't 99. He was an old spree. But Spree was nice, though, in, in Minnesota. You are not old Spree. I'm telling you. This dude had the same. By the way, best comment of all time was, I'm just trying to put food on the table when negotiating like a $20 million <laughs> contract or something like that. Old Spree. We're, we're not going to put him up along the other sides of the, the top three superstars. And KG, they got to the Western Conference Finals. Nah, man. Defensive advanced stats. Offensively, you know, crazy defensive IQ. Yeah, man, we can't do that with KG. Well, and I mean, intensity. Well, I mean, you can say, you know, he took him to Western Conference Finals. Dirk won the last real championship in NBA history. Wow. All by right, himself. Drew. All right. All and right, that, is, that, is, that is the most impressive NBA championship all right. of all time, beating the quote-unquote best Miami super team that, ever put together. All right, and that's where you that, dismount. That's where you land the plane. Right. He gave us the peace sign. We shall see you. I asked, I asked, for, the, uh, I asked for the fire. Yeah. I did. And, I, and he delivered. Yeah. We're going to let the We're going to let the text line. Uh, deal with that one. Do you want to go to the text line real quickly, and then we'll try to get to some uh, other topics here. Uh, yeah, three, let's see what we got. Three, three, six. Uh, Drew, what the crap have you been smoking? Uh, Seven oh four said, "Wow, yeah, I'm done with this guy." That was the one. That was the one people weren't all in on. Hornets Ron said, "Stockton, Nash, and Kid were all better point guards than AI." That's the thing. Like the first three takes, they weren't bad. Yeah. Um, and then the KG it one. Got, it just went downhill after that. Like with KG, I honestly, Tim Duncan is better for sure. But the whole situations reverse thing. If yeah. you go to one of the worst franchises ever in the NBA, if Tim Duncan goes to Minnesota and KG goes to San Antonio, that's the argument what happens if kg is there instead of tim duncan maybe not as many championships all right I, i'm done i'm sorry kg is <laughs> one of my favorites of all time i i can't do it i'm sorry go ahead Wes. <laughs> tell take us where we need to go all right so where we need to go though is talking about this panthers roster we were talking about that earlier we talked about how they have been uh ranked first as far as nfc south rosters go and we talked about this earlier and i went with the saints number one because uh, of that defense, and I do like the skill talent a little bit more. It is rin- it is hinging a lot on Michael Thomas. But let's talk, as far as rosters go in this conference, where do the Panthers lack compared to the other teams? And we can compare and contrast to each team uh, in the division, but where do you feel like they lack compared to others? Yeah, I think the thing about the Carolina Panthers that I, I, most people have them towards the top of the South is that I don't think there's this monstrous weakness until you get to the depth pieces at some of these positions. I don't think there's a huge weakness. So offensive line we think is good. We've talked about the skill set, the wide receivers, the tight ends. They've done enough to shore that up after trading DJ Moore. I think you have two guys on the defensive line you feel good about. You have two linebackers that you feel good or comfortable about. Right. Who are the two guys on the defensive line? Derek Brown, Brian Burns. Well, Brian Burns is a linebacker. Right? I don't want to – edge rusher. I, he's, an, he's an edge rusher. Okay. But technically, he's a linebacker. Now. It did, yeah. Okay. Two people <laughs> at the line of scrimmage that you feel good about with Brian Burns. So that means you just have great – you have three linebackers that you feel good about. Sure. In Brian Burns, in Shaq Thompson, Frankie Louvu. I, I like the safeties. I, Jeremy Chin, however, I know you're not a, the biggest fan of Xavier Rhodes. They relied a lot on him last year. But, okay, like Chin, Von Bell, cornerbacks, weakness at number two. For sure. 
But also, I don't think it's this monstrous weakness. So for me, Wes, I I think cornerbacks is probably the answer, just because JC is the only one that you rely on. But where else are you going, right? Like that's oh man, they are going to be struggling mightily. Opposite of Brian Burns, sure, as a pass rusher, if you want to go just to that itself. But I can't find a huge weakness with this Carolina Panthers roster when you look at it. Well. When you check it out, when we talk about the New Orleans Saints defense, and then you look at the Panthers, and it's like, I think a lot of times, I don't know, when you check out the Panthers, and when you talk about their defensive rank coming into this season, Bleacher Report has them 20th, but then you look at the rankings, they were 22nd in yards allowed, 19th in uh, points allowed, and then when you look at the sacks per game ranking, they were 25th. Uh, in the NFL. And so I think that while we do like to look at Burns and some of the shiny stats that you have there, this Panthers defense still has a ways to go as far as becoming an elite unit. They were minus four in turnover differential, loss of possession battle by an average of 13 seconds and a half play per series. Now, Bryce Young may be able to help them out in that department, but I still think when you look at this team, uh, all in all, I do like the Saints is uh defensive talent and what they bring to the table from a overall team defense uh, aspect. And I think that's an element of the Panthers that needs to come up. And then when you look at the, the skill rankings, now you break it apart and then put it in totality, but the Panthers skill talent compared to uh, potentially Atlanta's now with the addition of B. John Robinson. Atlanta's is great. You yeah. get an edge there with Bryce Young over Desmond Ritter, but now you talk about Bijan joining Algier, and Atlanta's offensive line is rated as one of the top five in the game. Kyle Pitts looking to bounce back this year. Drake London as well. So, you know, there are some give and takes with each no, of I'm these guys. I'm with you on Atlanta. I, I know it's it's fun to hate on them, and yeah, I don't want them to do well, but Atlanta, they made some pretty smart moves this offseason. I like shoring up their offensive line, taking care of first-round picks, Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. You bring in a vet. I don't know how much the age is going to be a factor for Kalias Campbell. Yeah. I, I'm with you on and Atlanta. You bring in David Onyemata, too, on, on the defensive line as well to, to give him a little bit, too. But I, I do think even with – I mean, I'm in agreement with you talking about how there, there are some steps Carolina needs to take defensively to be an elite unit. We talked sure. about Jeremy Chin being an X factor there. I think with Carolina, what makes you feel comfortable, just that word, comfortable with anybody, really any position group – it's because I, I can't look at them and say, okay, they have the Saints offensive line going on. Like, it's real bad, right? Like, with the Saints, you might like their roster overall if you were to add their value altogether. But they don't have anybody that is going, or a position group, that is going to rank 30th. Cornerback's okay, but if you're just talking about nickel package, Jeremy Chin is in the mix. If you're talking just two cornerbacks, then Dante Jackson is your worst, but that. I think that's okay enough. And I know we differ a little bit there, so maybe that's the biggest disagreeance uh, that we have or disagreement. But I just don't think there's this monster, whew, boy, they did not take care of that. That is going to be ugly as far as an entire position group goes. Edge rusher, cornerback number two, those are the things I think you look at. Other than that, I feel okay about everything else. All right, so we're going to continue this debate all offseason until we get down to the nitty-gritty and these teams start playing games. When we come back on the Weston Walker Show, though, we're going to talk about all NBA and all rookie teams have been revealed. We're going to give you some parallels to your hometown Charlotte Hornets when we return. This is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. 
If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. We appreciate you listening from 12 to 3 every single weekday. Texting on the Garage Door Guru text line, calling in on the hotline. Oh, wait, that's that's just Jim Selenia finally getting through. I saw Jim text on the text line, said, Tell Fitty to answer my bleeping call. I don't know. It was something like that. So finally he did. And then Fitty said, Hey, can y'all please take Jim's phone call this time? I was like, yeah, what do you mean this time? Yes, we'll we'll gladly take it. He said, it's been on the call screen and you haven't answered it. Like, Fiddy, we don't have the call screen in front of us and you never told us that he called in. So this is the time. We will go to the hotline, the Body Works Plus guest hotline, if you will, and welcome Jim Selenia finally getting through. Jim, I apologize for Fiddy not sending you through to the airwaves, but here you are now. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. You know, hi, boys. You know, as you get older in life, you learn to accept the disappointment a lot more. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to disappoint. I don't want to do that. That's actually the last thing I want to do. So what did you have on your mind that you uh, wanted to call in with the last few days? Well, I wanted to make sure you got me your home mailing addresses so I can send you my book because I don't have either one of your, your guys' addresses. So I hate to deliver mail live on the air like this, but uh, <laughs> I need them. I need those now. I also have a challenge for you guys. Okay. And it would be a great, it would be a great video op in my in my driveway. I have two basketball goals. They're thirty feet apart, and uh, I want to see you two. And you can bring your producer if necessary, Flounder and Fitty. And I want you to take on Colin and Jeff in a two on two. Or <laughs> I think it would it would even be better if you do a three on three. Get Flounder and Fitty in it. And uh, it'd be full court, 30 feet, help you get a rebound. Wes, you could turn around and just shoot a 28-footer, you know. You don't have you, know, you, you don't have to run the court if you don't want to. But uh, I'm opening up a challenge in my driveway, a great video op. It would have probably thousands of views, uh, for sure. Uh, you two or you three taking on those two or those three. Do you accept the challenge? So here's the thing. Jim wants a midday WFNZ three-on-three battle in his driveway for us for us to just entertain him. Amuse me, peasants. Play <laughs> in my driveway. That's one. Two. Jim, I already gave you my address. I already gave that to you. I, I feel like I already got the package. I don't know if Wes did or not, but I already did that. So uh, Okay, well, yeah, see, I, I forget. I've sent so many books out. I apologize. That's okay. That's really okay. That's okay. Wes, should we should we play the? The only thing is, Jeff just went through shoulder surgery. I don't know. He can shoot. Yeah, he might not be ready to go. I don't know. He's just going to have to be the facilitator. Maybe be well, like a Rondo out there and just pass to Colin <laughs> all the time. Well, he needs to stand there and do something, you know. But uh, it'd be a great video op. I mean, the man needs to play injured. He can do radio injured. He can do basketball injured. Okay. Okay. That's. So, uh, I, I, I want to see this take place. 
Now, who do you think should be favored? Uh, let's say it's two-on-two two who would be favored, and let's say it's three-on-three three with your producers, then who would be favored? Who well, do you think? Well, Jim, I mean, you talk about videos. I don't know if you saw, but we did release a video where, you know, I, I may have dunked you on a 10-foot basket. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, that that's something, even with age, I was still able to do, and uh, my co-host, he did play D1 sports, so I'm going to say we should be the favorite. And I we'll, like the hoop. Yeah, we'll, we'll put Fiddy on Jeff, okay? Like, he can just, you know, Jeff doesn't have a working shoulder, so we'll put Fiddy on Jeff, and then I don't know who the third would be with Colin and Jeff, but we can try to figure that out, talk to them, and see if they accept the challenge as well. Yeah, okay, well, I'll have the whistle in my mouth, and I will I will officiate it so it doesn't get too violent. And, uh, you know, so, so uh, fouls will be called if, if that's necessary. But I just want to see you guys play. And uh, you could probably sell the videos. It, it, it would be so good. Anyway, uh, so so you accept the challenge, and you think you're favored, right? Um, I I I think I'm favored. I think we're we're all favored in a three on three matchup. We got to get the okay from Bossman though. So if if they do it, then maybe we can go out there and do a three on three game. What do you think, Wes? Do you want to do it? Yeah, I'm down. I'm always down to hoop. Yeah, Wes is ready. He's ready to go. He's growling right now. I can see him drooling at the challenge. That's well, Wes. Well, Colin. <laughs> Colin plays like Bill Lambeer, if you, if you remember him. So uh, he's, he might uh, – we might have a – I, I don't want it to break into fisticuffs, but uh, I think you guys will take it seriously. I mean, most people do when they when they get these challenges. It's not all for the laughs. They want to prove they can win. So I hope it comes off. I can't imagine why the boss man would have any, uh, would, would have any disagreement on this. No. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe liability <laughs> reasons if it's going to come to fisticuffs. But other than that, I don't think it will happen. That is Jim finally getting through – Despite our producer's best effort, Jim, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, by the way, you did the most embarrassing moments. Did you ever do the one where the baseball player uh, slid head first and uh, <laughs> took his shorts all the way down, his, his his pants all the way down to his knees to clean up, and then he realized what he had done? Did you ever have that on your show? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we did talk. I don't even know if I remember that. We can get our research team on it, though. It might be a weird Google search, but we can get our research team on it. I think I think it was nationally televised, and he slid head first, and he just pulled his pants all the way down around his knees to clean himself up, and then he realized what he had done. He looked up and saw the crowd, and he pulled him right back up. All right, it's funny. It's, it's it can be embarrassing, himself. no doubt about it. All yeah. right, Jim, appreciate it, man. Thanks again. All right, good. I think I think talking. You never know where it's going with him, man. Just like, all right, we appreciate it. Oh, by the way, did you hear about that guy that pulled his pants down at second base? <laughs> no, I did, I forgot about that. But we appreciate Jim Salaney. Here's a reason why I think we should formally accept the challenge. NASCAR Brad said that if this takes place, he will be in attendance. Let's get tickets. Dude, let's make money. I mean, let's charge people <laughs> to come to Cotswold to Jim Salaney's driveway and watch us ball. Three on three against Jeff and Colin. And who would be the third for them, though? Flounder could be the third, and Shroppy could be the video guy. Are you confident that you would beat Flounder in a one-on-one game of basketball? Yes. Are you confident that you guys have enough stamina to last past the first two buckets? Kyle's story about you was alarming. When you said that you threw up in his yard, I just thought it was because you were feeling bad. I didn't realize it was because you were gassed after moving one single dresser. It was a big-ass dresser. (laughs) (laughs) The best part of that is you covered it up, and you said with a singular leaf. I mean, how how little is that throw-up for you to just pick up one leaf, cover it up? I mean, it's a cereal bar like that. We're done. Stanford P wants to coach us. K-Town Steve said, heads up, Jeff is going to take Drew the sales guy. Now, that's true. No, he... 
That I would. I wonder if that would be the fair one. And you know, Colin has played some ball too, so I'm sure he can shoot a little bit. Yeah. That'd be interesting. We're just going to have to, you know, get physical, have to get my KG on, considering he's a Hall of Famer. That's right. Go against Drew. And he can be, he can be Cal Ripken. I don't know. He can, he can be Tim Kirkjian if we talk with Tim <laughs> about playing basketball with Cal Ripken that one time. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the Charlotte Hornets continuing to talk about some round ball. We got the All-NBA teams listed. Mm-hmm. We also had the All-Rookie teams. Let's start with All-Rookie just real quickly here, Wes, because Mark Williams only received two votes. That was all. And if you compare his stats, certainly on a per 36 base, but if you just compare his stats altogether with Walker Kessler out in Utah, with Jalen Duran, who each got a first team selection and a second team selection, Mark Williams, not even close, right? Only two second place votes. The numbers were very good. I don't have a problem with him not making an all rookie team just because of the sheer volume of games. I think a large part of that was because Steve Clifford didn't feel like he was ready, comes in, really enters the rotation December 26th, and then shows you, oh, okay, he's the real deal, and he's the real deal right now. Yeah. But because of total amount of games, I just don't think he was going to ever get real consideration. Still a little surprised when you compare his stats to others that he only got two votes. Sure, and I think that was the key factor. He was 20th among all rookies in minutes load. Uh, He only had 828 total minutes. His per-game averages of nine points, 7.1 rebounds in a block a game are fairly close to Jalen Duran's and Walker Kessler's. So, But he he received received less than half of the total minutes that they did. So I think that was the big factor with him, man. If he would have played more and been able to showcase these things, but everything is all in due time for him. He needed to learn what he needed to learn in the G League, and I think everything came in perfect timing for him. And I think he'll be one of the better players in this rookie class going forward. Well, that's right. I I think for me, even if it's acceptable to put Walker Kessler and Jalen Duran above Mark Williams at this moment, just for the all-rookie team, it doesn't necessarily mean that I think it's a foregone conclusion. You would want to pick one of those guys over Mark Williams going forward. I think all of them have a case. I think that's an impressive trio of centers that were drafted before really anybody else at that position. Kessler came in and had a historic defensive rookie type season, but offensively, he's still shooting 50% from the free throw line. Despite what I think his dad wanted to see, despite what fans wanted to see, Kessler has still not demonstrated any ability to shoot from the three point line. So that's not coming his way. Well, Mark Williams does have the best free throw percentage of any of the big guys that we're talking about by a considerable amount. He was able to produce in the pick and pop game. 7-9 standing reach. Defensively, I thought performed better on the perimeter than I expected. And down low, he deterred a lot of guards that were going in the paint trying to look for their shot. I think all of these guys have a real shot to be the best center going forward. When you talk about the all-NBA teams that were listed, if you go to the all-NBA first team, trying to pull it up right now, um, all-NBA first team this year included Giannis Antetokounmpo, understandable, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, SGA, and Luka Doncic. That was your top five. Are you laughing because SGA made the list? Yes, I always think about you when I see him balling. It was was a moment of non-control out of me. (laughs) At Spectrum Center, they traded SGA. It was five minutes of euphoria, and then it was the rest of the hour and a half that we were on air of me just throwing a temper tantrum. (laughs) And there's SGA. He is a first-team All-NBA member. Second-team All-NBA, Nikola Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown. Third-team All-NBA, 
DeMontis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, your boy, Fiddy. Shut up. And LeBron James. You were ready for that. LeBron James. All right. All of that to say, can we find LaMelo Ball on a third-team All-NBA selection next year if he stays healthy? Is there that possibility for him to improve that much? If the Hornets also have some team success, is there a possibility for him to basically be named a top 15 player? Because All-NBA is position-specific, right? Well, they're getting rid of it. So that was actually a part of the new rules that they're going to have yeah. with this because it's the only reason Jokic is a second teamer. Uh, that might be the best player in the NBA right now. It just doesn't make sense. It, it's yeah. weird to I see. Mean, it's you, weird to see. When you talk about, regardless, people are still going to watch the game from somewhat of a traditional lens as far as when they're picking these teams. But the reason yeah. I beg that question, because when you see SGA on there and you see De'Aaron Fox, well, these are guys that are in his peer group. And so I'm like, well, how much more difficult is it going to be for him to get that? The Hornets are going to have to have a lot of success uh, for him to be able to do that because now you're adding a guy like SGA whose team was not that successful mm-hmm. last season. He gets on there. De'Aaron Fox, whose team is ascending. You still have the OGs, Curry, Lillard. Then you got young guns like Tyrese Halliburton, John Morant. We know that in most seasons he's going to be uh, a fixture on All-NBA. A lot of people consider Luka point guard, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and Jalen Brunson has emerged onto the scene too and looks like he could be a potential All-NBA guy going forward as well. So I'm going to say no uh, at this point until the Hornets can have seasons to where they are uh, really in the upper echelon as far as playoff teams in the Eastern Conference and really making some noise. I think it's going to be very difficult for LaMelo Ball to get on an all-NBA team. It's going to be really difficult. I think it's possible. I go to De'Aaron Fox, look at him, and he had, I don't know about breakout year, but certainly a better season than he had in years past. It was a first-time All-Star at the age of 25. Remember, De'Aaron Fox had played one, two, three, four, five seasons before finally getting an all-star appearance and finally getting an all-NBA appearance. Sacramento, a team that has not historically played well enough to get to the postseason, they finally break through. De'Aaron gets a top 15 nod. The difference between them is De'Aaron Fox a lot better in the two-point range. LaMelo has to finish better at the rim. He's got to get stronger. He's got to find ways to get to the free throw line because De'Aaron Fox gets there this past season at six times a game. Like, that's a lot. LaMelo's not doing that right now. But on the flip side, De'Aaron is not near the shooter LaMelo is. Not even close. And so how do you balance that out? I think think the needle is still pointing in De'Aaron Fox's way. I think especially after this season, De'Aaron Fox won the most clutch player of the year. I think that matters with narrative moments when you start to vote for these awards. So if LaMelo can have some of those clutch moments, if Charlotte can have some type of season where maybe they don't get third overall in the Eastern Conference, but if they break the top six, you get some help from Wimby. Now you have a lot of people watching the Charlotte Hornets with LaMelo having an improved year inside the three-point arc, the same year outside of it. I think there is a reasonable path. I think there is a possible path for an all-NBA spot for LaMelo. Now, I think you can look at this two ways because him playing in Sacramento – that's a smaller market than Charlotte. And so when you look at that, you say, well, he's going to get on. You could say it can be done because he did it in Sacramento. But then also you say, okay, that's the type of uh, effort it's going to take for you to take a team like that and raise them up to one of the upper echelon teams in your conference to really give you, like you said, that narrative of him doing that with the Kings. One thing about the Kings, too, is – Sabonis was also a third All-NBA member. So 
they're going to be able to feed off each other. Playing with better players is going to make you look better. And so that's going to help him a lot, quite a bit as well. How much do you think the style that the Hornets play could lend? Like if he played in a freestyle open wheeled offense, like De'Aaron Fox played with in Sacramento, I think it's a lot more plausible to maybe see LaMelo Ball being an all NBA type of guy. I know Steve Clifford showed he's willing to adapt and stuff like that. This team also just didn't feel like they were comfortable playing that type of pace consistently night in, night out. If he was in a wide-open offense like Mike D'Antoni or whatever, could you see that maybe getting him all NBA status? Uh, well, to be frank, the Hornets have been one of the top teams in pace for the last couple of seasons. Well, and when LaMelo did, coach. But that's what I'm saying. But this season when LaMelo was playing, they were one of the top five teams in the NBA in pace. I think when you have a LaMelo ball, you have to play that style. It's really no other style that's going to fit him better. I think him getting better in half-court settings could be – an argument, but as far as just him being in a wide-open offense, I think he's got that. It's it's all about finishing inside. Like, that's what it is. And I hate to keep pounding that drum, but the, the guy, look, 20 field goal attempts, he was chucking it from three land this year. You know, not the biggest sample size in the world, 36 games because of injuries. But I would, you still want to see him get to the foul line more. Only three attempts per game. That was a big talking point coming into this year, and it went up .2 decimal points. Or two decimal points, if you will. But only point two. that's it. So you need to get him to the free throw line. He needs to be able to finish at the rim a lot better than what he does. The three-point shooting, it's legit. Uh, catch and shoot, off the dribble, I'm with it, man. I'm surprised. I was really scared about that form coming into the league, but it's bona fide for me. And plus, he takes some some very deep shots as well. If you get a scoot, I know we disagree on this. But if you get a Scoot Henderson in the backcourt as well to take some pressure off and then he can be on the three-point line in a catch-and-shoot scenario, I think that's going to help him a lot. I think also maybe some added pressure out there on the perimeter because who else are you worried about? It, Dennis Smith Jr., as much as I love him with his defense, offensively you're not too worried about him. Yeah. Cody Martin, another quasi-ball handler, was out all year. Yeah. I Terry, think you were about Ubi from the three-point line, though, but he well, has to talking, get hot. I'm, I'm you're just, just talking, talking about, about the handling. guards. I'm talking about handling, right? Because okay. Kelly, Kelly is, is either driving or he's spot-up shooting. Okay. It, it's not somebody facilitating. I, I think when you're talking about Kelly Oubre, Dennis Smith Jr., Terry Rozier, Terry, you gotta got to worry about offensively for sure. But if you have more help with them, I, I think he can provide more rim pressure and then get there. That's the thing. People might look, oh, Walker, host of Locked on Hornets, you're, you're caping for a guy. Like, trust me, when you go to YouTube comments, <laughs> they're mad for not praising LaMelo enough. It's it's a great middle ground that we have. Oh, those exist? Oh, yeah. Oh, LaMelo, gonna... LaMelo stands? Oh, no, I'm talking about people coming after you. Well, it's LaMelo stands. So, you know, those exist. They're just coming on YouTube yeah. comments and saying, you know, why did you not praise his defense when it's a bad part of his game? But the the shooting is real. That he's one of the best shooters in the league, which is astonishing to me. Yeah. But but that's real, and so I think that's going to take him a long way. Fiddy, I know you had one All NBA uh, discussion you wanted to make or a point. Did you have another one? No. Oh, okay, fair no, enough. No, I was giving you. We're gonna. I was communicating you to stretch and just blow off my flash. Oh no no uh, flash! I wanted to hear Alan Jackson again, but that's okay. And we I don't... can play the jingle if you want to hear the jingle. Yeah, let's hear the jingle. It's alright to be a little pity. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little pity. 
fitting. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to hear it. Uh, we don't even need a flash. I just wanted to hear the jingle. Thank you, Alan Jackson. And thank you, Flashing Lights, the instrumental. That will take us into the last segment. Maybe we can continue some of that conversation, some other topics we did not get to, and read the latest text on the Garage Door Guru text line. Finishing up, coming up next, Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Jim Salania called in to get a three-on-three tournament going in his driveway. Did sound like a pretty cool setup. Apparently, he said he had goals set up like 30 feet apart from each other. It sounds like a Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Jim. You you have the half-court setup. A half-court shot was basically a three-point shot. Sounds like it's small, but it does sound pretty cool, though. Listen, no, we got to tell him about Fiddy's new lookalike that I just discovered. Who? I know a lot of the we text need, line we need to tell the people. Yeah, we need to tell the people. Well, I was I was talking. Smoke is in studio with us in the Planet Kia studios, and we were talking a little NASCAR, a little late model. That's right, I know one driver because I went to school with. <laughs> hey, y'all, how you remember him? <laughs> I love that one. I went to school with Landon Huffman, who is a pretty good late model driver. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. You came up with a lookalike for Fitty, though. I was just sitting there talking to him and looking at him, and I said, Fitty, you look like you could be the son of Arn Anderson. I know a lot of people. He said, then I said, he's one of the four horsemen. My man just walked by and shook his head in agreement. <laughs> and then he asked the four horsemen of Notre Dame football. He was like, who are you talking about? And I said, no, Fitty, the four horsemen, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and then you can sub out whoever you want, whether it be Sid Vicious, Lex Luger. Uh, there are a lot of ways that that, that you can go. Uh, Paul Roma, that's what. Smoke yeah, the said. original. Oh, um, gee, I got it. I got it. So you, you, you guys, I am the one on the outside. You guys are laughing, and I don't know what's going on because I thought honestly, the name you brought up, thought it was a NASCAR driver. Wow, I know. I thought Fiddy looked like a NASCAR driver. Arn Anderson. Yeah. Arn Anderson, A-R-N. Okay, Arn Anderson, yes. didn't know. Have you looked him up, Fiddy, and do you approve of the I just showed him to him. Yeah, no, Wes showed me a pick. Uh, I like it better. Nick Wilson tried to name me Otis, <laughs> and I still get, like, Otis uh, pictures from him. A little bit, Otis vibes. Ole Anderson, too, was one of the OG. He was in the OG uh, Four Horsemen. But, you know, I I like this one a whole lot better. If, if I got to look like, a, like an actor mm-hmm. that jumps off trampolines for a living, this is a guy that I, that I could I could be okay with. He was a mean cuss too. Arn Anderson wasn't a joke. A mean cuss. Yeah, mean cuss. That's a country. That does sound. Country thing. It oh, is a mean country rascal. Sand. That does sound like Fitty. Tough old whippersnapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, man, a mean old woolly booger. <laughs> no doubt about it. 704-570-9610. Uh, people are writing in. Carolina Dave said, uh, Ole Anderson was one of the four horsemen, too. Yeah. Wes hit me with... Wes, uh, Carolina Dave wants... He's actually asking you for two things, okay? He's asking for you to go with the Ric Flair woo before we end. Can you give us a woo real quickly before we end? I, like, I told you, I like some of the extra ones he can do, man. It sounds like um, a dying Ric Flair at the end there. <laughs> uh, and then Carolina Dave wrote in, Wes, the new Fitty Flash intro, fire or fizzle. He likes it. He likes it a lot. But he's asking you to give it the fire or fizzle. Well, button. listen, my man Walker put the work in. He Thank went you. in on the computer. He pulled up the audio. He put that thing together. And Fitty's new intro is straight. Fire and super dope. I would have cried myself to sleep tonight <laughs> if he said it was fizzle. Scrolling, scrolling. Smitty from the city said Bobby Hill is the only fitty lookalike. That's the one that you hate the most, right? It's not that I hate it. It's it's pretty accurate. It's, <laughs> and then you got the, if you, if you ever go in uh, the Hog Father's office, yeah. There's my head photoshopped on his body right above the thermostat. I mean, it's. It is amazing. It's a cartoon. You shouldn't look so much like him, but there is the resemblance. It looks like you could be Bobby Hill's father, to be honest with you. I want you to start talking to me like Hank Hill talks to Bobby. <laughs> Bobby? <laughs> that's my purse. It's the best line ever. Bobby Hill going with that's my purse is the best line ever. All right, Fitty. Bobby Hill, tell us what happened on this day in sports history. All right. On this day back in 1984... The Detroit Tigers improved their record to 26-4 and with an 8-2 win over the then-California Angels and established a new record of the best 30-game start in MLB history, eclipsing the 25-5 mark set by the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1955. Is baseball the hardest sport to get off to a hot start? We've seen teams in the NBA start fast. You've the Rays this year historically fast. But you don't see these type of starts in baseball yeah, all the time. It, 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 probably because they play every day and all that type of stuff. Is baseball the hardest sport of the major four sports in America to start fast? Well, I think baseball mm. is just so unpredictable. I have no clue what's going to happen every season. And this is why, despite you being stressed right now about the fact that the Mets are not playing well, you see it every year. As How many games do they have left? About West? 336. Yeah, so you got 330 games left. 336 games left. You have plenty of time to make up for the slow start. And again, we can go to the Atlanta Braves, who are the kings of slow starts, and then eventually parlaying that into something like they did in the World Series title. But I agree. I think that probably is hard. We Every time in the NFL season, when you go through two weeks, somebody goes 0-2, and everybody loves to go rush to the stat about the percentage of teams that start 0-2 that actually make the NFL postseason. And so it's hard to bounce back from that, even though it can be done. Baseball's probably the answer. Yeah, I would say that too, man, because rarely do you see teams after 30, 40 games have single-digit losses in MLB. So, yeah, I could subscribe to that. I have a great lookalike. 702 came up with a great one. I had not thought about that before. Josh Heupel. Looks like Bobby Hill or Fitty all grown up. I think that's a great one. <laughs> Do you feel me on Josh Heupel or not? I'm actually feeling Tar Heel Tony's text. Uh huh. Who says, I'm Bobby and you're shaggy, Scooby Doo. Raggy. I got the tall, lanky thing going on, but I guess he, he had like scraggly facial hair. Now yours is scraggly you can't grow a beard. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's like you got. It's true. I, I don't know if I can uh, say that on the air. I don't know. Yeah. 
just uh I don't know what you're about to say. That scared me a little bit. Smitty <laughs> from the city. I LOL'd at the impersonation walker. Thank you. Uh, I like Scooby-Doo impression by Fitty right there as well. And uh, that'll do it for today's show. Everybody, we appreciate you riding in the Garage Door Guru text line. Thanks for joining us as you do every weekday from 12 to 3. Now keep it right here for the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.